welcome to Franchise Fan Guys. This is our sixth and final episode on the Batman franchise. I'm Tom Breifogel. I'm joined with Andy Schmidt and Skidmar today. Why don't you guys say hi? Hey, I'm Andy, uh, and it's what I do that defines me. <laughs> hey, I'm Skidmar, and where do I get such wonderful toys? Franchise Fan Guys. Batman Begins had a big job to do. Batman as a franchise was dead after 1997's Batman and Robin. Someone decided to go with an origin story. Was that the right call? Does it work well, and why? Did it turn the franchise around? Andy? Um, I'm going to go with yes on all of those things. I mean, just from a franchise standpoint, it definitely turned it around. Um, I think I mentioned before, I wasn't, I'm a Batman fan, and I wasn't particularly excited about a new Batman movie. Um, and then I went to see it. Uh, a day or two before my brother got married. Um, and, uh, and it was better than the wedding. No, um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, uh, it was just really good. Uh, and one of the things that I think just worked so well about that movie, uh, about sort of bringing my Batman fandom up is that, is that it started off like it has this slow approach to getting us to Batman, but it's like methodical and it's taking it seriously. And the Bruce Wayne stuff is really interesting and his relationships work. And by the time Batman shows up, you're like, you're like primed for Batman to show. Cause there are even action scenes where he's almost Batman, but he's not. Um, and like, he's figuring these things out. And so you, you it, it does a really good job of getting you excited for where, you know, it's, headed and like oh when's when am i gonna see the bat ears and stuff like that which is like a silly thing to be excited about but then when you finally see that silhouette <laughs> the full silhouette like it's great um and the other thing it does is it makes me excited not just for a for like a good batman movie but it totally gets me pumped by the end for what could come next because they handle the scarecrow and Raja ghoul um you know so well and you're like oh if they could make those two characters work and then there's that hint that the Joker will likely be in the next film. Like, man, I was super pumped. So I think from a franchise perspective, they nailed it. The thing about the, the other thing I'll say is that um, you don't really have a Batman origin story. There are aspects of Batman's origin in um, in the Burton era, right? Like, I mean, you do kind of see it see it in a flashback, but it's not really an origin story, and it's not really about what that does to him. There are allusions to it. Um, but this one is really about like what drives him as a character in a way that none of the others are. And I, I think that's great because it gets, it got me really invested in Bruce Wayne slash Batman. And I feel like this movie is the first one that's really about Batman and not about a villain or two. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, I mean, you talk about, I talked about the sort of whiplash effect of Tim Burton's Batman coming along when everyone's last impression of Batman was the campy 60s TV show. This was sort of, this was a comparable kind of experience because, you know, the last thing we had seen was Batman and Robin. And then we see batman batman begins with this drastically different tone uh a, a complete course correction from everything that the fans said that they hated back in 1998 
and it was something that was so much more grounded and grittier and it really felt like if the, the experience felt kind of like watching the tim burton batman for the first time uh and i yeah i was not excited i was not really excited about batman either in coming into 2005 i was this was still i was still at this point still checking ain't it cool news every day and all all the like movie blogs and everything so i was like i was definitely more invested in sort of the 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 pre-hype and everything but yeah i still i wasn't super primed for another for another batman movie but but yeah i was kind of thrilled with the approach that they took and it just it seemed kind of like a no-brainer really just honestly giving people what they expressly said they wanted over and over and over again for for decades now at that point for decades which is something you know just a, just a more a, you know i hate this is an overused term but it's like a darker batman this is like we got a darker batman and uh yeah i think it th- here's a question Everyone was making fun when the new when the Batman the the Reeves Batman was coming out. It was just like, oh, what are we going to see? His parents shot and the pearl necklace like flying all over the alley and everything again. How many times have we actually seen that in a movie? How many times have we seen Batman's Bruce Wayne's parents murdered in the alley in movies? Twice. Uh, yeah, just the three that one times counting Ben Affleck. Or do we see it with Ben Affleck? Oh, we do, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we see it in Tim Burton. We see it in Batman Begins, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's in Batman. What's v the third man? I think. Batman oh, ba- okay. Superman. Well, that one that barely counts. So, okay, <laughs> all right. It's just, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, we don't really need to see that again. But it's not like we've been as deluged with it as people seem to feel like we have. Well, the interesting um, thing is we haven't we haven't actually seen that that much in the comics either. So, I mean, the first really? time that that was really, yeah, the, the net, that that exact version was shown was in Batman Year One, um, and then there's a version of it in The Dark Knight Returns. So maybe I can't remember which one of those came out first, but like that's really the only the only places we've seen it. And since then, we've we've seen it in the comics because you retell Batman's origin a lot because you know you've got 300 comics you put out a year, so mm-hmm. uh, it gets retreaded, but. But, like, that's a fairly recent, you know, relatively speaking for Batman, you know, like a fairly recent aspect. Well, what do you think, Tom? This franchise, I don't know if it is, but it felt like the first reboot I ever remembered. Like, when it came out, I remember feeling old, being like, wow, that, like, when I learned it wasn't another (laughs) sequel, another continuation, I was just like, wow, like, that era is over. Like, I was 20 when this one came out and I would, like I said, I was like four when Tim Burton's came out. And <laughs> I, I do think this is the first time that the franchise that I loved just started completely over. And I loved it uh, a lot. I saw it twice. I saw it by myself in the theater. I saw it with friends. I thought it was great. And I, uh, I didn't know much about Scarecrow. I thought that was a really great choice to not go with the, like Joker for the first movie. And yeah, it, it turned the franchise around completely. And then the fact that then this movie following it uh, is widely believed to be better, and I think it's better too. Like the fact that they did that was such a like one two punch 
it was fantastic. Well, I, I was definitely really excited that it was Christopher Nolan too. I think I was such a huge fan of Memento uh, when it came out, which I just rewatched a few days ago um, with uh, Samantha, and that's a really, really good movie. And is it uh, Insomnia? Is that the one with uh, Robin yeah. Williams oh, and Al Pacino? We saw that together. I think. I think we saw it at the Astoria Kaufman Theater together, if I'm not mistaken, Andy. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that movie's really good too. Uh, that was what that was the most exciting thing for me is like getting like a legit like serious filmmaker involved in to to build a new franchise. That w- that was probably the most exciting thing for me going into it. Yeah, and I think the, the what Tom said about it being the Scarecrow and and Brazagul instead of the Joker, like it's the first time I can remember where they were building a franchise and they didn't have you know the biggest villain so to speak. Um, as the main villain in the first movie. But one of the things that that allows you to do is it allows you to focus on the, the hero more. Um, you can pick, you can pick a character that, you know, isn't the arch nemesis so that they can like build to that. Whereas like if the first movie is about the Joker, then he has to get to like his apex Batman level, like pretty quickly. Otherwise he's dead. Whereas, Mm -hmm. With Ra's al Ghul and the League of Shadows and like the training and all this stuff, they they managed to make that all make sense. But they focus it on him, and that is something that we have now seen other superhero movies replicate. Because you know when they rebooted Spider Man with the Amazing Spider Man, he went up against the Lizard. He didn't go up against Green Goblin again. And again, the Lizard not as big a deal as the Green Goblin, but that allows you to spend that first movie getting to know that getting to know that character and we can are, you know, I'm sure we could debate whether or not amazing Spider-Man is, does a great job at that. But that aside, like we've seen this now a lot and it does tend to work. Um, it does tend to work pretty well or, or have some advantages to it. I'll put it that way. If you don't go with the main villain in the first movie. So the dark Knight rises completes Nolan's trilogy. Is it a good, a good ending? Is it a great ending or is it a dud? What do you love? What do you hate? How do you feel about it, Skid? It's weird because the there's like it, it's a weird kind of continuum. The three movies because in Batman Begins you have it is like really grounded, but he's also being trained by secret ninjas, like in the beginning, and so there's like there's some fantastical like magical elements of like Ra's al Ghul like being this you know, this immortal creature is like coming back and then there's none of that in the dark knight there's there's no real like fantastical element like you can't it's it's hard to imagine superman existing in the the world of the dark knight it's it's so grounded it's yeah it just feels just like a michael mann movie and then and then you go back to like a more fantastical stuff with bane and the you know the weird underground city that he grows up in and all that it it's i find it a little jarring i guess kind of swinging back and forth like that i'd love to know kind of what the thought process was behind all of that progression uh and you know and um but it was 
it's not my favorite. I think it was a little. If uh, the, the third movie always felt a little unfocused to me. I love Tom Hardy. Uh, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Tom Hardy's, and, but I think like so much of the attention paid to that movie was around his voice as Bane, and uh, I think that's that's a little unfortunate. And I love it. I think it's like here's Batman. You belong to the dark. Like I think that's great. I love I love the stuff that he does with his voice, but I feel like that almost was might have been too scene stealing in a way. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And just some parts of the plot just didn't really make sense. It's like, why are all the cops like going underground? There's none left. Like, it's just, there's some stuff in it that just kind of irk me that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but there's a lot of good stuff in it too. Like I love the version of Gotham as Pittsburgh. Uh, I love the fact that they, blow up the stadium where the Steelers play. Uh, that's pretty cool. Somebody doesn't like the Steelers. Uh, although I'm glad that Heinz Ward survived. He's a very good player. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's not, it's honestly, I felt like it was kind of a disappointment. And I, I wonder, I, we talked about this a little bit, but I, I do wonder what might have been different had Heath Ledger not passed away between the second and third movie i he would have been in the third movie you you mentioned that he, he might have like stolen the show to a point where it was detrimental to the the, the movie uh, standing alone but yeah uh, not i don't know i i just I, it's not a movie that i really have gone back to the way that i go back to dark knight or even batman begins what did you think tom uh feel the exact same way as you do sked like i enjoy it but yeah, I don't go back to it often. I've probably only seen it two or three times. I saw it when it came out, and uh, yeah, it's good. But I, I wished that that version of Catwoman, she didn't seem because the character's supposed to be struggling. It's supposed to be your average person, uh, uh, like Robin Hood, like steal from the rich, give to the poor, and she. Uh, she's a good actor and all, but it didn't seem like that character, how it was written. Like it didn't seem like she was really struggling and really would be doing what she was doing. I didn't connect with that. And I did enjoy Bane, but uh, I also feel like some of the, when they were chasing some of the, the comic book imagery, like Bane breaking Batman's back, I feel like it didn't do it justice in the movie. I feel like maybe the camera angle or something, it could have been different. It didn't feel as impactful to me. Or maybe that's because I, I'm comparing it to something that's totally fake. The way it looks in the comic, it could never look in real life, like how hmm. huge Bane is. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point I hadn't really considered was kind of, you know, and, and it it's interesting because that storyline for Rises comes from a couple of different comic stories. It's a, It's an amalgam of... No Man's Land. It's amalgam of Nightfall and and um, and a couple other. It borrows from a couple other places. Interestingly, the the take on Catwoman that you were just talking about is also was created in the eighties. Like prior prior to that, Catwoman was a cat burglar. She wasn't like she wasn't the sort of Robin Hood character. They've sort of softened her and tried to make her kind of more of a class hero um, mm-hmm. as she's become more popular. So this version of her, I think, was a completely valid take it was more similar i mean she's poor in this but it was more similar to kind of the previous more original version of the characters so that certainly didn't bother me um 
and I and I liked what they were kind of doing with her, and they, she still has that class, um, that class war aspect to her. Like she she hates these rich people, you know, and how everything plays to them, and they have all this privilege and all that sort of stuff. So like I liked all that stuff. I actually really liked uh, the take on Catwoman a lot. I also find Bane to be um, bizarrely uh, charming. Like I just like, <laughs> like I've, I don't want to hang out with him because he would kill me, but I want to like, I just love every scene that he's in. I find him yeah. like when he's like, what a lovely, lovely singing voice. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like yes, yes, Bane. I'm glad that you can appreciate the arts. Um, like I just, uh, I love that. I love that. And there's so many bits of Bane. And sometimes it's just, it is the voice. I, I am on the total opposite side of the, of the whole, like people that don't like the voice thing. I love the voice. I do too. I yeah. It, I, I love it the voice. to the character because like he seems off like mentally and he is. And I think that voice like shows that, but like, I love when he's talking to has Ben Mendelsohn, isn't it? That's in the, that's that is like, yeah, it's like sort of yeah. financing him. He's like, I'm yeah. in charge here. And then Bane just like, do you places, feel like you yeah. places his hand next on his shoulder next to his neck and then says, do you feel like you're in charge? Like, yeah. That's great. awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Great. <laughs> um, and, and I even like the, the contrast of Bane as the more physical threat. Like, that was the one thing Batman hadn't really fought. Like, like he's fought mm-hmm. goons, right? But, like, he had not ever fought someone that physically was a true one-on-one threat. Somebody that he could not beat in a, in a fist fight, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Bane was that. And that really is the function of Bane. Like, Bane was basically created to break Batman's back. Mm-hmm. Um, to be the guy that he couldn't beat with his fists. And so he has to beat him another way. And I think that all, like all of that stuff works. The plot has, has logic issues. Like absolutely. Um, it is not nearly as tightly, uh, crafted, uh, from, from a story standpoint as the dark Knight is, but, I would argue that, that ba- it's as tight as Batman begins is, which has some, pretty like yeah okay i gotta squint through this type stuff so it <laughs> so i put it pretty much on the same plane as batman begins except that i find bane so entertaining that uh i enjoy watching dark knight rises uh i think even more than i enjoy batman begins um it, in a way it's like batman comfort food uh for me um but yeah i i like it i also think that one of the things that I always have trouble with is like these sort of big time jumps and like going from the dark night where he's like at the peak of his Batman prowess to, Oh, he's retired and he's this broken, like, I mean, olderish man. Like I still have trouble with that. Like, cause I don't think it did a good job of yeah. sort of, like it feels like it feels like a direct continuation because they're having their Harvey Dent memorial, and I guess it's mm-hmm. years supposed to be years later, but that still feels like such a continuation of Dark Knight that I have a real hard time getting over that hump. But at some point, I, I do just start going with it. I love the fight he has with Bane in the sewers or whatever. Like, there's just so many aspects of 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 this movie that that I just find enjoyable, it, but it is not as 
quite as well crafted. It's not quite as smart uh, as Dark Knight, but uh, but I do like it, and I do feel like it's a pretty good. Like if you're gonna do a conclusion story for Batman and like wrap up his character, I do feel like it does a pretty good job of that. I, is there a better version? I think that there could have been. Yes, but I do think it works, and I enjoy it. And um, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, that's one thing that I when I when I the first time I saw it when they were kind of the implications that yeah like he had physically broken down that he couldn't do it anymore i was just like oh now this is interesting this seems like really cool but i think you're right like they didn't it didn't they it would have been better had they done a more deliberate job sort of saying this is many many years later or this is however many years later that if we'd felt the progression of time since the last time we saw him and then if they had just followed through also also you don't need it though you don't need it at all because if he's already broken and then bane breaks his body like how hard was that he was already broken and like using a cane like he, it works better if it is essentially a direct continuation or like a year after the yeah. dark night when he is at the peak of his physical powers and he is relying on his fists more than his brains then he meets the guy he can't beat physically who breaks his back that makes more sense instead of establishing that he is weaker then having him go back to being batman and beating up a bunch of thugs and then breaking him down like that's that's such a weird decision as a storyteller yeah. I, I just don't get it it's just and commit it's a, to one or the other beat. right yeah it is it is it just if like if they committed to the, like he's a broken down body and he has to like really kind of rely like this is the last gasp of batman and he has to rely on on his wits you know more than you know he can't he can't rely on his body anymore that's great but yeah they just they completely abandon that uh about 45 minutes on the movie like he's fine they don't, they don't refer to it again until he gets his back broken and then it's just like i don't understand the point of the whole thing at the beginning anymore um so yeah but you know it's funny because ta- you talking about bane is getting me more excited now i kind of want to watch the movie again but it's almost all just bane i just i love tom hardy so much it's it's uh there's some really great moments in that and i i might watch it again after we're done with this so what would you do if you were in charge of the Batman franchise currently? Would you would you scrap it all and start over or would you continue on with Robert Pattinson and the Batman? What do you guys think, Skid? I think I hope I have established at this point that I I like the new <laughs> Batman movie. Yeah. Uh I I I think I would uh, they it's it's a new beginning that I think struck a chord with me i have very few notes uh, yeah it's like we always talk about what's the next what would we do next and it's yeah, just what like, would you like to see yeah next yeah oh gosh i would mean apart a, from would you do a penguin tv show and a um and an arkham <laughs> asylum tv show yeah that sounds good do those oh wait hmm. they are doing them um i i think apart from tom's idea of having Batman play with Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the 82 Lakers. <laughs> I can't think of, I really can't think of anything else. I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm not, it's funny, like, as much as I like Batman, I've said, like, I don't really consider myself, like, a huge Batman fan. I, I'm not super well-versed in the lore or anything. I just, 
Well, okay. I, that's one thing that I would like to see that I know that uh, there have been stories told about this. But like you're saying about like having the broken down, this body breaking down, that that is the movie that I would like to see is the Dark Knight, like the Frank Miller Dark Knight, Batman at the end of his career, kind of pulling it all together for one last job. Uh, like that, that's the one movie movie that, uh, I would definitely like to see done well. Um, I think that's, that's always been like super interesting to me. That was the story that brought me into Batman that made me thought Batman was cool. And I would love to see that realized. Would you like to see it directed by Tim Burton and Michael Keaton playing Batman? Absolutely. Yeah, is there talk? Has there been talk about that? Like doing, I don't know about there Tim has. Burton, but but having Michael not Keaton Tim Burton, do it. but yeah, no, there's been talk about Michael Keaton. That would be incredible. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, that is something that I would definitely pay to see. What I would do next, I, I kind of also have some of the things you just said, but I, I pull from a lot of different comics uh, for this. But I think this could be really cool. Is if all of a sudden a lot of criminals start committing crimes dressed up as Batman. So now the the public doesn't really trust Batman when they see him. That starts to get in his head a little bit. Mm. And then Batman captures one of these phonies. And then that person says something or he realizes something that that person could be in the Court of Owls. And that's when we now realize what the Court of Owls is. It's this secret society that's a myth that's been running Gotham for hundreds of years. And Bruce doesn't believe in it at all. He thinks the person's lying or just crazy. And then... Uh, things keep popping up where Bruce is it's starting to get into his head, like maybe he does believe in the Court of Owls, and hmm. then he discovers a secret, either discovers a secret room in his mansion or something, and then realizes that Alfred's in the Court of Owls, and then, oh. you know, I don't know if he has to fight Alfred, but there's a, there's it's a big moment, and then he has a face-off with the Court of Owls, and they, they destroy him physically, and he's just has these ruined and then at that moment when his like back is broken everything's broken he realizes his parents were in the court of owls and his entire life has been a lie and he's actually um not really from like you're at his parents maybe had good intentions but yeah they were in the court of owls so then he's laying there destroyed in the hospital and then that's when joker gets out and the last 20 minutes of the movie is joker setting up the third movie which would be batman versus joker wow tom always nails these Nailed Tom it. always ends up coming up with the exact movie I want to see. That sounds amazing. Well, thanks, Kit. Yeah. I think uh, I think the Court of Owls would make a really interesting Batman TV show, like over the course of a season, the investigation, where he still has other things to like, overcome and achieve. The only issue I would have with what, what you just described, and it's an issue that they could solve if they wanted to go that way, is like, what does Batman accomplish in that movie? Like, it's okay for it to end on a downer or what have you, like Empire Strikes Back style, but does he beat the Court of Owls in that movie? Or is he up against the Court of Owls and the Joker in the... Yeah, he'd be up against Court of Owls and Joker. So you'd you'd really be doing kind of like a two-part sequel, like a part part two, part three, that are or or a Batman two, part one, part two sort of a thing, which I think is doable. I I think you can pull that off. Like I said, you know, Empire Strikes Back does that. It's clearly not a yeah. complete movie. Um, I, yeah, I think that could work. I had said before that I think court, like you'd do something more different 
and then come back and do court of owls at the end. But kind of the way you described it, I think that would work as well. Um, uh, yeah, I dig that. I dig that. That's cool. It's definitely good stuff there. Um, I'm actually going to kind of steal one of your previous ideas uh, that I still think is brilliant from Die Hard and go, what I really want to see <laughs> is Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, but Dwayne Johnson has been cast to play Bruce Wayne and Batman <laughs> and Kevin Hart is cast as Robin. And they are essentially uh, filming a movie with the with the Joker and they've got Bruce Wayne as a consultant and he keeps saying things like who's Robin? Like there is no Robin to Michael <laughs> Keaton Batman. Like like we just like the the third and fourth movie from that era like don't exist. He's like where's this Robin character coming from? And like he like he, you know, he but he plays it straight and he, but he's like he's a consultant. Um and I just think something along those lines could be really, really fun. And you could do that, I think, while you're doing, you know, a sequel to the Matt Reeves movies. Because I, I just, I think it would be so different and weird. Um, so. That, that would be the greatest SNL skit ever made. Like a six-minute <laughs> yeah. SNL skit of Michael Keaton being like, no, 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 that's not how I would do yeah, it. It's like, it's like why giving you? the rock <laughs> right. direction. Uh, <laughs> So I kind of I kind of think I'm, and I'm pretty sure that that's now going to be like some version of that is now going to be my answer to every what would you do next? <laughs> uh, yeah, that basically fits for yeah, yeah, it'll fit um, for everything. So, um, but I think I, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with the Batman like continuing on as a as a two and a three, but Batman can also be more than just more than more than just one thing. Um, and I know they're doing these Batman spinoff TV shows that are that are in set in that world, but I would I would rather one of those have be a Court of Owls, and maybe the Arkham Asylum one might wind up getting into that. I mean, who knows? But um, but I'd like to see another uh, Batman cartoon that's that's got a new take on the character. Like, um, and then the other thing I was thinking of is I think. DC would probably do a better job of creating a universe with just Batman than by trying to create the DC universe. So, and, and maybe that's kind of what they're thinking with these, with the TV shows that they're, that they're producing now, but like, I'd love to see Batman comics tie in with the movie ties in with the TV show, like do like a complete like media blast and as a Batman movie for a tentpole where to get the full story, you have to play the video game. You have to read the comics as well, you know, the, the movie would be the main story, but if you want to learn more about the Joker from the movie, like you play the video game or you, you read the novelization or you, whatever, like, like do the full blown, like media event, um, around one movie rather than trying to do the, rather than trying to build the, the movie universe that connects everything. Yeah. That could be cool. I like that. Yeah. I think that seems like a smart bet. Just having Batman be the focal point of any cinematic universe that you're trying to build i mean that's the and and then yeah just kind of like branching out from there using that as a starting point that seems smart so that's it for this episode of franchise fan guys if you are a patreon subscriber stick around after the credits and we're going to hear skid talk about batman the animated series thanks for listening to franchise fan guys batman episode six of six Please write a review and give a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. 
intro music by Tom Breifogel and John Harvey. To connect, visit FranchiseFanGuys.com, at FranchiseFanGuys on Instagram, and at GuysFranchise on Twitter. Franchise Fan Guys.